Old Hills Radio proudly presents another adventure of everyone's favorite Nordic sleuth, Sven Marlowe, small town detective. I've learned a couple hard lessons over my years as a hard-boiled detective in a small town. First, don't trust your memory. A smell, a sound, a touch can bring up a memory out of the gray sludge rolling around in your skull to change your mood from joy to anger in an instant. Some memories aren't even real, but what we thought or wish had happened. Second, never assume anything. Don't assume you know how someone will act or what someone thinks. Just when you think you've got it all figured out, reality will crash all around you. Sometimes what you least expect becomes the truth. Today, the thing I least expected was for Gerda, my friend and sleuthing partner, to ask me to join her at a family gathering. Not my family, not her family, but the family of a friend. Something was clearly wrong with Gerda's memory, as Sven Marlowe does not do family parties. What do you mean you won't come with me? I told you, Gerda, I don't do family parties, especially with my lady friends. You know, people make assumptions. Assumptions? What do you mean? Oh. Yeah, that's right, Gerda. Now you're getting the idea. Not Even when a friend asks nicely, Sven? Sorry, Gerda, not even then. All right, Sven, if that's the way it's going to be. Oh, come on, Gerda. It's nothing personal. Nothing personal, Sven. You leave me no choice. No choice? That's right, Sven. How about all those times I've saved you? The way I see it, you owe me. If it weren't for me, you might be... Dead right now. And I've already thanked you a hundred times. Well, you can stop thanking me after we go to the party. But, Gerda... No buts, Ben. You owe me. It's time to pay up. (sighs) Fine, Gerda. If it's that important to you. It is, Ben. It's important to me and to karma. Karma? You don't mean karma blessing, do you? Why, yes, Fen, karma blessing. Oh, the, the one with the tattoo of an angel behind her ear? That's the one, Sven. Do you have a problem with her? A, a problem? She, she's a space case. One of those new age types, always talking about flowers and love and that sort of garbage. I think a little more flowers and love and a little less guns and bombs would make this world a happier place. Either way, you're not getting out of it. I'm not? Nope. Now go shave and make yourself presentable. We're leaving in 30 minutes. Gerda and I met downstairs at the Lefsa Emporium, where she bought us both a cup of coffee to go. The patrons at the Emporium were all talking about a snowstorm, a possible blizzard headed our way. Gerda gave me a glare that would cut through a steak when I mentioned maybe we should just stay home. So I took the coffee and we headed to the party in my car, a 1969 GTO I call The Judge. We drove for about 10 miles before turning onto a rutted and pockmarked gravel road that in turn led us to a single lane dirt driveway. 
An oversized mailbox with the name Gameldame stenciled on the side sat next to a rusted fire number at the head of the driveway. I aimed the judge down the dark driveway. Man, this old lady's place is way back here. Yeah, it's pretty remote. Karma says it's ten miles from everywhere. That's the truth. I hope the old lady has someone plow this driveway. The snow's started and I don't want to get stuck here. I'm sure they've got it covered, Sven. Have some faith. Anyway, I doubt we're getting as big a storm as they say. I hope you're right, Gerda. I have no intention of staying the night. Sven, I didn't want to tell you before, but Karma told me that Mrs. Gameldame asked for you by name. Well, that doesn't make sense, Gerda. I barely even know who she is. Don't worry about it, Sven. I'm sure everything will work out fine. There it is. Gameldame House. Holy cow. This place is huge, Gerda. It looks like someone took the Adams family home and placed it out here in the middle of the woods. You're right, Sven. It's even got the old wrought iron fence. Look, there's Karma getting out of her old Subaru. Uh, go around the circular drive and park next to her. Yeah, whatever you say, Gerda. just in time for the storm. I'm glad you made it. Me too, Karma. You remember Sven Marlowe, don't you? Of course. Nice to see you again, Mr. Marlowe. It looks like it's going to be an interesting night. Yeah, that remains to be seen, Miss Blessing. Come on, you two. Let's get up to the house. Have you ever been to Gameldane House before, Sven? No. Sven, be nice. I haven't been here since we were kids, Karma. Not a lot has changed since then. There's the stone carriage house, and back there is the old greenhouse. We used to have so much fun here. I miss those days. Me too, Gerda. Here we are at the front door. It always reminds me of a church. Mm, I've never seen door knockers like that on a church. The gargoyle face? Grandma loves it. She says it scares away hooligans. It would scare me away if I wasn't invited. Go ahead, Sven. Do the honors. If you insist. I bet they heard that. Karma, Sven wants to know why Mrs. Gameldame asked for him tonight. Yeah, Karma, this whole thing is very suspicious. All I know is that this night is very important to her. She said she has some important news to tell us about the Gameldane Foundation and about her health. Her health? Is Mrs. Gameldane sick? Well, she's old and is mostly confined to a wheelchair, but I haven't been back here for years, so I don't really know. What is the Gameldane Foundation? Oh, when Grandpa was alive, he put all of the family assets into a foundation to do good works and to take care of Grandma for the rest of her life. So why does she want Sven and I here? I don't know, Gerda. All I know is that she said make sure to invite Gerda and her friend Sven. I think she said, that boy has a good head on his shoulders. 
I always did like old Mrs. Gameldame. Sure you did, Sven. Uh, do you think we need to knock again, Karma? Oh, no. I'm sure they heard. Wiggins is not as spry as he used to be. You said something about the cousins, Karma. Who else is here? My cousin Robert and my other cousin Jennifer. The last three remaining members of the family. Do you mean Jenny Blessing, the famous actress? I guess she's famous. I haven't seen either of them for years. It should be a fun night. Ah, there you are, Miss Karma. And you brought guests. Please, come in. The weather is getting quite frightful. We entered the house and Wiggins took our coats. Slowly took our coats. So slow. I stood in the hallway so long that the melted snow from my boots had evaporated by the time he was ready to take us to Mrs. Gameldame. Wiggins took us down a large hall filled with ornate paintings of the family in gold frames. Through one door off the hall, I noticed a game room with a billiard table and a dartboard. Through another door, a well-used weight rack and a pair of stationary bikes with a view of an indoor swimming pool. After passing countless rooms, we reached the den where Mrs. Gameldame waited for us. She sat upright in a wheelchair, dressed in a blue and gold gown with a handmade quilt folded on her lap. She looked old, but her eyes blazed with intelligence. Around her neck, she wore an incredible piece of jewelry, a large star-shaped stone flecked with rubies and sapphires set in gold. Wiggins introduced us, then shuffled off to prepare dinner while we talked. Ah, there you are, Karma. And I see you brought Ms. Henshorn and Mr. Marlowe along as well. Come and have some tea. There was a time when I used to serve cake with tea, but these days I stay away from gluten. It just doesn't agree with me anymore. Karma, did you bring a jar of wild honey like I asked? Of course, Grandma. I'll open it and we can have it with our tea. Thank you, dear. Now tell me, Marlo, how does the private eye business treat you? I do pretty well for myself. Sure, when you're not tied up or getting shot at by criminals. Oh my, shot at by criminals. That does sound exciting. What about you, Ms. Henshorn? Do you find working at the courthouse fulfills you? Fulfills me? I guess so. I mean, it, it does help people. Right, helps people. Like when you help under Sheriff Benson by making another pot of office coffee. Oh dear. You two act like an old married couple. It's quite refreshing. Karma, dear, are you ready with that honey? Sorry, Grandma. This jar is tough to open. Here, let me give it a try, Karma. Wow, that lid is stuck tight. You could try running it under some hot water. Let me give it a try, dear. No, don't hurt yourself, Grandma. Yeah, I don't think that's necessary, Mrs. Gameldame. Humor an old woman, Mr. Marlowe. My hands were quite strong in my youth. If you say so, ma'am. 
Well, I'll be. Oh, that's nothing, dear. Just an old trick I learned a long time ago. I wish you'd teach me some of your old tricks, Grandma. Ah, Robert and Jennifer. Your cousin Karma has arrived and she's brought guests. Meet Ms. Gerda Henshorn and Mr. Sven Marlowe. Ms. Henshorn, Marlowe, Grandmother, I thought this was to be a family affair. Oh, calm yourself, Robert. You'll upset Granny. Granny, I've made some nice cookies for us to have with our tea. Grandma doesn't eat cookies, Jenny. Of course she does. Everyone loves cookies. The cookies will be ready soon, Granny. Knock it off, Jenny. She's old, not deaf. Now, Gramps, why are these strangers in the house? Mr. Marlowe and Ms. Henshorn are here at my request. You will treat them the same as any other member of the family. That shouldn't be too hard. I'll just ignore them and hope they'll go away. Meanwhile, we have some important matters to discuss. Robert, please forgive my cousin, Mr. Marlowe. He's forgotten his manners. All he can ever think about is money, 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 as I'm sure you're to learn. Jennifer, Jennifer Blessing, perhaps you've heard of me? I don't believe so, Miss Blessing, but you do look familiar. I have, Miss Blessing. I saw you in Legally Blonde, the musical, when I was in New York. Ah, yes. Second manicurist was one of my favorite roles. I mean, of the many roles I played in that piece. It's too bad you missed the following week when I went on as the lead. I was on fire. Speaking of fire, does anyone smell something burning? I smell it, Karma. Like burned sugar and chocolate. Burnt sugar and chocolate? Sounds like something Martha Stewart here put in the oven. In the oven? My cookies! As it turned out, burnt cookies did not get served for tea. Shortly after Miss Blessing left to rescue her scorched desserts, Wiggins rang the bell that signaled dinner time. We made our way to the dining room where we waited for an extended time listening to the three cousins' awkward conversation and watching Jennifer smother her grandmother with sickening sweet compliments. At least the meal Wiggins eventually brought was warm and cooked to perfection. As I watched the family interact, I began to suspect that they weren't all what they appeared at first glance. Jennifer kept trying to help Mrs. Gameldame, even trying to cut her steak at one point. Robert couldn't talk about anything else but his investments, and Karma fluttered from subject to subject, never taking a strong stance on anything. Mrs. Gameldame didn't appear to notice. Instead, I watched her put away more steak than a lady her age should even think of looking at. After dinner, we convened in a sitting room overlooking the gardens. Outside, the storm had grown to blizzard proportions. The wind howled and the snow came down heavy, making it clear that we weren't going anywhere anytime soon. Mrs. Gameldame called the party to order from her wheelchair at one end of a large round table. I'm sure you're all wondering why I asked you here tonight. I just figured you wanted company during the blizzard. Sven, be nice. 
actually, Marlowe, I do appreciate the company, but I had a more urgent reason to bring you all together. We're all very concerned, Grandma. I hope you're not sick or something horrible like that. Oh, no, dear, I'm not sick. But one day I will be gone, and one of you will need to run the family foundation from this very house. Great. I can hardly wait. Out here in the middle of nowhere, what you need, Gramps, is someone to liquidate this house and turn it into some lucrative investments to do some good with it. Actually, Robert, our investments are doing quite well. Wiggins has taken some classes on investing, and he's made some excellent transactions. Oh, Granny, we get along so well. I'm sure you could teach me everything I need to know about investing. Running the foundation requires more than good investments. You'll also need public relations skills, marketing ability, and common sense. I hope that one of you will show themselves capable of managing the Gamel Dame Foundation. Ah, there you are, Wiggins. Please, come over here and open the clasp of this necklace. If it would give you pleasure, madam. Oh, don't be in such a hurry, Wiggins. Uh, uh, you must excuse me, sir. I'm not as young and as spry as I used to be. You just take your time, Wiggins. We're in no hurry. Thank you, Miss Henshaw. You, you show much better manners than your man friend. Did he just call me your man friend? Well, you are, aren't you? There, safely removed, madam. Thank you, Wiggins. Please, place the star on the table and go make us all some tea. As you wish, madam. Gather around, everyone. I want to show you one of the most treasured family heirlooms, the Star of Norway. Wow, get a load of that piece. Yes, Gerda, breathtaking, isn't it? I'd say it looks like something Liz Taylor would wear on a night out in Hollywood. What are those? Rubies? Diamonds? Very astute, Jenny. The Star of Norway is encrusted with diamonds and rubies, and this beautiful blue stone set in the center of the choker is made of sapphire crystal. That piece is amazing, Grams. With gold at an all-time high and these flawless stones, I can't even imagine how much this would go for on the open market. On the open market? Albert, I would never even consider selling the Star of Norway. It's priceless. This choker has been in our family for nearly 200 years. Queen Marie of Norway gave it to my great-great-grandfather in the early 1800s. It is said that they were lovers. That's quite a story, Mrs. Gameldame. An antique necklace given to the family by a queen. Quite right, Marlowe. And this is only one piece of the fortune. I could never see myself wearing something so extravagant. All I can see is how many homeless people you could feed with the value of that one piece of jewelry. 
I imagine quite a few, dear. It's getting quite drafty in here. Marlo, would you mind lighting a fire in the fireplace? Of course not, Mrs. Gambledame. I still don't understand why Marlo and Gerda are here. I, I mean, they're not part of the family. I'm sure there's a good explanation of why they're here. Right, Marlo? The lights! The power lines must have gone down. Ouch, get off of me! Someone get some candles or something. Uh, I've got matches. There are a couple of candles on the mantel, Marlo. Hand me the lit candle, Sven. Here, set this one on the end of the table, Robert. Oh, thank God. Can't stand the darkness. The Star of Norway! It's gone! Candles lit the room to show everyone sitting around the now empty table. I looked at the family and saw confusion, anger, and even sadness. They saw it too. Gerda was the first to snap out of it and started looking around the room, under the table, in the corners. She thought someone may have accidentally knocked the star down when the power went out. It was no use. The star had disappeared, and with it went the last of the family's peace. I listened to them argue while I finished getting a fire going in the fireplace. Wiggins arrived with hot tea and several more candles just as the fire began to grow and light the room. Mrs. Gameldame tried to quiet everyone down, but no one seemed to hear her, so I took charge of the situation. You're sitting closest, Karma. I could hardly even reach it from where I'm sitting. Now quiet down. Well, someone knocked into me when the lights went out. If it wasn't you, it must have been Robert. Please, quiet down. Me? I've been sitting here on the other side of the room the entire time. I couldn't possibly have knocked into you. I, I said everyone shut up. That's better. Now, just stay calm. We'll get this sorted out in a moment. Who put you in charge? Yes. As Granny's caretaker, I'm very concerned about this. How do we know you didn't steal the jewel? Cool it, sister. Ben was lighting the fire when it happened. He couldn't have stolen the star. I think we should listen to Mr. Marlowe. He does this sort of thing all the time. Does what sort of thing? Steal from old ladies? No, dear. Marlowe is a private investigator here at my invitation. Everyone pay attention and do as he says. Thank you, Mrs. Gameldame. Now, remember back to when the lights went out. I wasn't here, sir. I was in the kitchen, making tea for everyone. That's right. Thank you, Wiggins. He wouldn't have any reason to steal the Star of Norway anyway. Not like the rest of us. The rest of you? What do you mean, Karma? How dare you accuse someone who only has her own family's best interest at heart? You're the one trying to raise funds for some homeless rabble. They're citizens, not rabble. And you did say at dinner that the fundraising wasn't going well. Getting people to listen to me and donate has been difficult. And Mr. Marlowe, at dinner, I heard Karma tell Granny how beautiful the Star of Norway was. I remember that too. Come on, Karma, let's see what's in your purse. Miss Karma did not arrive with a purse. Wiggins is right. She doesn't have any place to hide the necklace. Please, Jenny. Karma's not the only one who could use a leg up. What do you mean? 
Some of us are getting regular contracts and traveling all over the country. I'm doing just fine. <coughs> sure, you and all your little doggies. Little doggies? That's it. I knew I recognized Jennifer from somewhere. Recognized her from where? You're the lady feeding all the dogs on the billboard for Crazy Frank's dog food and farm implements. Crazy Frank's farm implements? Didn't you say you were traveling the world, Miss Blessing? I represent Crazy Frank's at trade shows across the country. I'm a promotional model. It's not my finest work. Ha! A dog food booth, babe. Promotional model. Your career has gone to the dogs. <laughs> At least she's doing her best, Robert. That's right, Bob. Some of us actually have careers and don't get into legal trouble. Legal trouble? I thought everything was going so well for you, Bob. Yeah, you said you work for some big investment management firm. Well, I said I did work for a large investment firm. Until a couple of weeks ago, anyway. Sounds like your investments haven't panned out. Well, I wouldn't exactly say that. What would you say, Bob? That you and your company stole pensions from old ladies? That your bad investment choices cost a lot of people their life savings? My investment choices were sound. I made a lot of money for the partners in the firm. I had no idea what they were doing or how bad it was at the top. Please, Jennifer, calm down. I'm sure Robert did nothing improper at his firm. Oh, but Granny, I can't stand to sit here and listen to him lie like that. You heard, Mrs. Gameldame. Just calm down a minute. Sven's right. We all need to just take a breath. Please, sir, I'd like to hear what you and your special lady friend have to say about the matter. What Marlowe and his lady friend have to say? This is getting ridiculous. I don't understand why you trust these two. Sven and I had nothing to do with this. Nothing to do with this? I wouldn't be surprised if you and Marlo were working together to steal the star of Norway. Jen! Gerda is an old friend of mine. She's the most honest person I know. Besides, neither Gerda or I had any idea what to expect tonight, let alone time to plan a big heist. Well, if you didn't take the star and I didn't take the star, that leaves either Karma or Jennifer. Bob, I can't believe you'd say such a thing. The person in this room most likely to steal family jewels was you. Stop. Me? Take the star of Norway? How dare you even think such a thing? How dare I? Our dear old grandmother's priceless heirloom has vanished before our eyes just like those old ladies' pensions. Oh, please stop. You're a crook. Your whole company was filled with crooks. You wouldn't know an honest day's work if it, if it bit you in the rear. Honest day's work? I wouldn't call showing your ass at farm implement and dog food trade shows a hard day's work. It's called promotional modeling. I said stop it now. Karma's right. Everyone just calm down a minute. Calm down with a thief in our midst. I'm not so sure there is a thief in this room. What do you mean, Sven? Everything that happened tonight was just a little too contrived, a little too planned out. What are you saying, Marlo? I'm saying that I don't think you took it. Ha! I told you, it's got to be Bob. He didn't take it either. 
Finally, someone with common sense. But if Robert didn't take it and Jennifer didn't take it, that leaves... Me? I swear, I would never take something so special. Once the star went missing, I knew no one in this room could have expected to get away with it. If none of the cousins took it, and Gerda and I didn't take it, and Wiggins wasn't even in the room when it happened, that leaves one person. Grandma? Very good, Karma. You're absolutely right. I took the Star of Norway. What? Grandma? Wait a minute. Mrs. Gameldame stole her own family heirloom? That's not even possible. I believe Mrs. Gameldame wanted to test her grandchildren, probably to help her decide who to run the foundation. Very astute, Marlowe. Tell me, how did you come to this conclusion? Yes, Fen, tell us. Well, once I realized that the whole evening was put together as a test, I started to piece together some of the odd details that all added up to one thing. What do you mean, odd details? Just a few things, Karma. A well-used fitness room full of state-of-the-art exercise equipment. Tell me, Wiggins, how often do you work out? Three times a week? Four? Five, sir. I'm in the best shape of my life. Wiggins? But you move so slow. <laughs> it was all part of the test, I'm afraid. Wiggins participated in the Ironman competition last month. He's actually quite fit. But he's not the only one in excellent shape, is he, Mrs. Gameldame? What are you saying, Marlowe? At dinner, while everyone argued over who was the most successful and made the most money, Mrs. Gameldame put down more food than any of us. What does that have to do with anything? Maybe she just has a big appetite. I thought that too, Gerda. But then I remembered the fitness room, the exercise equipment, and the pair of stationary bikes facing the pool. One for Grandma and one for Wiggins. Yes, Karma. I'm not the frail old lady you think I am. In fact, I don't actually need this wheelchair. You see, under this lap blanket, I've hidden... The Star of Norway! Yes, the Star of Norway. I apologize for the way I've tricked you all, but I needed to make my decision, and I have news for you all. You see, one of you in this room loves me the most, and their honor is beyond question. Oh, Granny, I just knew you had a soft spot for my cookies. Don't be ridiculous, Jen. She's talking about karma. No, Robert, not karma. I'm referring to none other than the love of my life, gem in my heart, the star that guides me on my travels through this world, Mr. Wiggins. Wiggins? Indeed, sir. Yes, Mr. Wiggins and I have purchased plane tickets and will leave at the end of next week for a grand adventure, forever leaving behind this small-town life and exploring the world in the twilight of our lives. I imagine you and Miss Gerda have similar dreams. Now look here, buddy. Gerda and I... You're leaving town next week? With Wiggins? Forever? Yes, 
We are, Karma. And I've decided that you will be the one to run the Gameldame Foundation. You have passion for helping the underdog and doing the right thing. Me? But well, I don't know the first thing about managing money or handling public relations. True, Karma. You don't. But your cousin Robert knows a thing or two about handling money. And Jennifer's skills as an actor and promotional model would make her an excellent PR consultant. Hmm. Is that okay with you, Grandma? My dear, nothing would make me happier than to see all three of you working together managing the Gameldame Foundation. What do you say, Robert? Uh, Jennifer, are you in? As long as I can be the official public face of the Foundation and wear a business suit. Oh, you got it, cousin. I'll trust you'll steer us in an honest direction if you'll trust my financial decisions. No problem. It's settled then. A toast to the Gameldame Foundation. To the Gameldame Foundation. True to her word, old Mrs. Gameldame transferred management of the Gameldame Foundation to Karma and her cousins. It was odd seeing her ditch the wheelchair and Wiggins shoveling snow, but we got used to it pretty quick. A lot quicker than we got used to the looks the old couple gave each other and the kisses they stole when they thought no one was looking. At the end of the week, Gerda and I drove Mrs. Gameldame and Mr. Wiggins to the airport to begin their world travels. Mrs. Gameldame thanked us for our help and gave me a considerable amount of cash for a retainer should the foundation need my services. Wiggins slipped me a little extra to, as he put it, treat my lady friend well. As Gerda and I watched the plane take the happy couple off to the adventure of their lifetime, I thought about the night at Gameldame House. I decided that even though memories might fade away or change to fiction, I'll always look for the hidden truth left behind. Because that's what I do. I'm Sven Marlowe, small town detective. You've been listening to The Adventures of Sven Marlowe, small town detective, in the case of the stolen star. Today's show was produced in the studio of WDRT Viroquo, Wisconsin, 91.9 FM. The cast today included Steve Lorden as Sven Marlowe, Michelle Pedretti as Gerda Henshorn, Carl Schlecht as Mr. Wiggins, Margot Hipwell as Mrs. Gameldame, David Ware as Robert Blessing, Hava Kurland as Jennifer Blessing, and Dodie Whitaker as Karma Blessing with live sound effects by Josh Peters and Rusty James as our audio engineer. Recorded music used in this production was by Kevin McLeod of Incomputech.com. The Case of the Stolen Star was written by Life Erickson and Josh Peters. Subscribe to the Old Hills Podcast at oldhillsaudiotheater.podbean.com or subscribe to the podcast in iTunes. Stay tuned for the next adventure of Sven Marlowe, small town detective.